I come from an average family. Not well connected, no fancy houses. I do not even really have a friend in this space of hedge funds. Does that spell the end of my career here? How does one actually end up in a hedge fund? What is the percentage of talent, connections and luck involved in this process? Are there backdoor arrangements to get you in? How do you find your sponsors? Joining us today is Chun, an analyst that works within the fast-growing field of algo trading. He says that algo does 90% of his day-to-day -day work. But how did he get there? Take it over, Satoshi. But before that, a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, we hope you're loving our weekly newsletter so far and in our continued effort to improve and create better products for you guys, we are collaborating with Books Beyond Borders, which is a second-hand online bookstore that sells donated books to fund social causes they believe in. We love it and we want to be part of that. Every week, you will see a book recommendation by them on our newsletter and these books are on a first-come, first-served basis. Usually, there's only one or two copies yeah, donated once. So if you want to be the first to know what new interesting books they have, head over to thefinancialcoconut.com to sign up for a weekly newsletter now. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Satoshi and I warmly invite you to my show, Finding Your Edge. Finding Your Edge is a five-part special brought to you by the good people at The Financial Coconut. Join us on a journey into the deep universe of hedge funds as we seek to uncover the truth behind their inner workings. We'll be inviting industry experts and insiders on our show, coaxing them, grilling them, and convincing them to share with us the keys to the promised land. Ultimately, we want to give you that edge as you venture into the vast arenas of the financial world. In today's episode, we have Chun joining us. Chun is working as a boss and he hits up one of the algo trading divisions in the hedge fund. Fun fact about Chun, he is gifted in the fine arts. And he's here with us to answer the question of this episode. Will an average Joe be able to join a hedge fund? Welcome to the show. Chun, thanks for joining us mm -hmm. uh, today. So, I mean, in the day-to-day, -day, uh, if you could just share... Um, you know, what, what do you do? For me, I have to um, monitor mm -hmm. the kind of uh, markets and then look at the different uh, algorithms, uh, the strategies and when they are running because mm -hmm. uh, there's no kind of like uh, additional manual input. You're not like pushing buttons to make sure that okay. the trades are entered or sure. exited. So these are done uh, pre-programmed. But you have to monitor uh, at certain market intervals whether or not these uh, strategies, these algorithms are running sure. uh, as per expected outcomes. Uh -huh. And so if it's not, then you can uh, actually think of it like um, a pilot. So mm -hmm. uh, you actually need the pilot only for takeoff and landing. Mm -hmm. uh, the pilot in the sure. air is actually done autopilot. Okay. So it's like they push the autopilot, they can, in theory, yeah. uh, read newspapers, they can do yes. whatever they want, but it, you only need the pilot that is the just in case. Okay. So this is where the just in case comes in. So you can think of that just in case that the algorithm doesn't work as well, uh, just in case there's a sudden market event that is unexplainable, suddenly maybe the, 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 the Swiss decided to unpack their currency, for okay. example, then these are like uh, events that are like, some might call it like black swan event, unexpected events, sure. and then this is where you have to, uh, well, make some decisions, maybe to uh, cut off some trades or whatnot, so this is where uh, the human comes in, but by and large, it's uh, 
automatic. Automatic. So it's designed, from what you're sharing, it's designed to be automated, totally hands-off, only when, you know, things hit the fan, then you come in and you do the problem solving. Uh, would you say that? Uh, I would say 90% of it will be like that. There uh, will be, that, of course, the, the 10% where you still got to um, maintain the strategies, mm-hmm. maintain the algorithms. Yeah. Uh, reason being that uh, strategies tend to decay. Okay. Yeah, so uh, markets move, though some of what might work last year may no longer work this year. So okay. you always have to find like uh, strategies that will work better in this market environment versus the next. So this is like, uh, but they don't happen say every day. That's what I mean. So it's like over time, then you realize that, okay, maybe it's time to review uh, like the mix of the different strategies in the portfolio. Could you just uh, share a bit for the benefit of our listeners, uh, you know, before your hedge fund, uh, can you just share, you know, how, how do you get to this point? Okay, so specifically regarding to the hedge fund, in university, uh, I was introduced to the concept of algorithm trading by a friend. Okay. He's a very smart friend who eventually became the valedictorian. Okay. So uh, he was telling me that, oh, you can actually like, uh, make some good returns with algorithm sure. trading. Sure. So that's how I got interested in it. And uh, since then, I just got interested and tried to put some money into it. I invested in it, tried it out. And what happened was, so I, I did a few stints in the, in the in a bank, in a fintech startup. Okay. Uh, along the way, I have always like kind of been doing this too. Okay. So uh, subsequently, they managed to uh, get a licensed uh, entity. So okay. in, in Singapore, MES. Sure. So uh, they say that, okay, now uh, we want to bring you in. Okay. So it's like, okay, uh, name a price. And we want to like bring you in now per- okay. like permanently, full time. And so that's just how I got in. So definitely not a very typical route where I guess most people would uh, assume it to be, for example, like uh, from, let's say, investment banking okay. and then or sales ah, and trading okay, to the hedge okay. fund. So in this case, uh, for, for me, it's really because I happen to know the right person, I happen to be there, the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah so... And, and I want to uh, really like, you know, just go a bit in, uh, in depth with regards to that. So um, they made you the offer, they named a price, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what you wanted, and then you, you signed. Mm-hmm. Can you just share a bit of insights about, you know, what was the employment arrangement like? Was it like a full-time thing? Are you a, oh, if uh, it's okay for you to, to share? Sure. So uh, it is full-time. Uh, of course, a key difference is that uh, because the team is very, very lean, it's very different from, I guess, a standard like uh, job in a large organization where oh. it's like a nine to six. There is no nine to six. Okay. Uh, to put it bluntly, you can think of it as 24-7 sometimes. Okay. Uh, but there's flexibility in that. So, and I think there's something that I thrive very well in. Okay. So I cannot follow a regimental nine to six, personally speaking. Sure, sure. But if you want me to work, let's say, uh, to, to, to do something like 11 p.m., 12 a.m. and all that, I, I can actually do it, provided I, I know that that's something I have to do and I'm willing to do it willingly. So, so yeah. the, the culture, I mean, it allows that kind of flexibility? Yes, so uh, like I decide on schedule as long as I reach uh, the fund achieves certain outcomes, okay. uh, certain targets, etc. Uh, it's okay. Like uh, to put it bluntly, like no one gives a damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, like sure. I think also because uh, we are uh, remunerated also with like uh, how how it's performed and how it's growing. So, and before that, my colleagues and uh, and myself would be all like intrinsically motivated. Yeah. Oh, so, intrinsically motivated. Yeah, we're all intrinsically motivated. Okay. Uh, so. In fact, it's something that I, int- I would like to join them. I guess my idea was 
to ask them if I could join them in, uh, let's say, five, ten years down the road, maybe when okay. I become okay. something like a, a director or MD level sure. somewhere in some large organization. And then I'll ask them, okay, can I join you guys now? So that was kind of rough plan that I had. I never expected to, to join them so early on. It just happened, like I mentioned, represent at the right time and they happen to uh, need like, someone to help them. Maybe I, I just want to talk about the intrinsic motivation okay. uh, aspect about things. Yeah. So is it like important, like a prerequisite to be successful in a role, to be internally motivated? Because the why I say this is that different uh, you know, beings are you know, motivated by different sort of things. You know? yes. Some are motivated by money. It seems you're motivated by being good at what what you're doing and you know making uh you're making money is not really primary it's more of a secondary would you say that it is a prerequisite what do you look for in a in a potential like a colleague that wants to actually join your your hedge fund well for this uh hedge fund in yeah. particular okay. uh first thing i'll look for of course is someone who has uh an interest in it okay. so to the point on intrinsically motivated Sometimes, you know, you can just tell when you speak with someone and the things that they say about uh, the particular, let's say, asset class, the particular yeah. trading, uh, like, let's say, and what they personally, that part of the skin in the game and sure. they personally invested in, uh, say, if they only have, like, 1% or something of their portfolio in it, then I can okay. hardly say that that's conviction. Okay. I can hardly say that they have skilled the game. Sure. So, but let's say if they, they themselves uh, put in, like, also uh, quite a significant portion, they really believe in the product. Can you put a number to it? Oh, uh, I would say that anything more than half your portfolio, more than half your portfolio, and what that is strong conviction, right? Strong conviction. Okay. Uh, yes, it goes against the principles of uh, there's a lot of online like talk nowadays about diversification, MPT, modern portfolio theory, and so on, and all that. Yep, sure, it goes against all these principles. Okay. But that is precisely what we mean by like, okay, you are really focused and really dedicated, like you believe in this. Okay. Uh, and you are willing to put in a like, significant portion of your portfolio into it. I mean, personally, do you feel that every show will be able to, to join a hedge fund? Or there has to be something special? There's a special source about this? I believe that mm-hmm. any average show can join a hedge fund. Okay. But I would have to preface it by saying that not every average show actually really wants to join a hedge fund. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you please elaborate on that? Yeah, so uh, being in a hedge fund role, it's uh, very different from what I guess uh, most people would uh, expect. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, what do you think is a common misconception about hedge funds? So, okay, the common misconception in, in, in is. Your, in your own words. Oh, uh, common misconception is like, oh, w- once I am a hedge fund manager, uh, okay. uh, I, I will be managing, let's say, uh, 1 billion, 10 billion fund, I'll be making like uh, so much money in every minute that I would have earned in a year okay. and all that. Yeah. So more like a get rich kind of job, am I right? Is it? Yeah, uh, there is actually a range. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's oh, a range. There's a range. Okay. Yeah, there's a range. About the range because no, as in range yeah. being like uh, most of the time, a remuneration is really uh, proportional to the size of the funds that you're managing. Uh, yeah, okay. so okay. there's also this component where you also have to think about uh, like. Uh, for example, institutional investors sure. or like uh, high enough individuals, like how many of them wants to invest in it as well. So there's also a component of fundraising. I see. So it's also a component of how, I guess, uh, you can think of it like convincing you are. So there's also a component of uh, being able to present your ideas okay. uh, uh, in an articulate and clear manner to 
the uh, other investor explaining your investment theses and okay. your strategies, so sure. much so that you are able to attract funding. So mm -hmm. some uh, hedge fund stars can attract a lot of funding because they were previously from a large uh, hedge fund organization firm, okay. Uh, okay. where then they have a brand name behind them, and then when they start their own fund, for example, ah, the previous one, the, yeah. uh, they have like some kind of halo behind them. I was, yeah. I was from this like very sure, famous sure, hedge fund. Sure. Number one and number two is that uh, perhaps the their previous employer mm -hmm. would then like okay let me allocate like here uh, half a billion or one billion to kickstart it to kind of like okay. seed it and then oh, there you go yeah. <laughs> so so imagine that if you, your remuneration you are uh, you are being you are being given a, a percentage of that mm -hmm. straight up someone's putting money into your yeah. pocket literally yeah. yeah yeah so versus like starting one from ground up so uh, then of course then it's uh, yeah, you're fighting against these like big boys and all that. So it's also a different thing. You can, I guess you can think of it in a nowadays terms, a hedge fund startup, yeah, <laughs> if you will. Dear Diary, I'm coming to the end of my university studies, but I still feel so lost. I wish I had a guide helping me to find the career I deserve. Hey, are you struggling to find an internship or getting hired at your dream company? Maybe you're unsure of what they're looking out for or why you got rejected. Applying for 100 roles without a strategy does not work. Instead, check out Kenobi, your one-stop resource platform that gives you that edge when you're finding your next position. We target only the highest paying jobs with starting salaries of more than $5,000 a month. Sign up now for a free trial at kenobi.asia forward slash TFC. See ya there. Yeah. But I, I think for a typical hedge fund startup, I mean, just for your, for your thoughts, um, you know, I, I, I learned from 10X in the previous episode that, you know, there are start, uh, hedge funds with one or two, uh, you know, founders, mm. then they do their own thing. But will a typical trajectory be something like, you know, they, they actually leverage on their previous experience at a, at a you know, at a big brand name startup, then they do their own business. Have you ever seen cases like, you know, someone who is fresh, you know, just decided to do her own, uh, you know, like hedge fund startup. Have you seen it before? Uh, I've not seen it yet. Okay. But uh, do you think that it could happen? Like, you know, you just I, have I, an idea. I would say, uh, yes, you can just have an idea. Okay. Uh, however, I would say that you definitely need to look for a sponsor. Ah, uh, a sponsor okay. or like a backer. Mm. Uh, maybe someone with credentials. Uh, unfortunately, okay. in this industry, even if you don't have credentials, sure. I think that is still okay. Oh, but really? you need to have, uh, you need to know someone who does and uh, willing to support you in it. So you don't need to have it necessarily have it yourself sure. yet. But okay. you can, for example, like uh, work with someone who does, and then from there you uh, you get the in a way like an opportunity to prove okay. yourself. And then with that, then you can I guess stand on your own two feet next time. You can think of it like. Uh, uh, an aid or something like that that it can help you with. I think that's uh, probably a scenario that I painted that could potentially happen but you haven't seen it for yourself but it, it, if it happened it could be uh, disrupt am I right in your own words uh, I would say that that is actually how I <laughs> got in so <laughs> I'm actually describing myself so I have no strong backing I just happened to like, like I mentioned, yeah, mentioned uh, like I mentioned happened to be <laughs> uh, at the right place at the right time and I happened to uh, meet like strong backers uh, that are uh, able to uh, give me like a little uh, a foot in the door and then from there it's really about how how I push and, and make it grow. Right. And, and I mean in your own words, you don't feel that it's a typical route? Am I right to say that you mentioned that? Before? Yeah, I don't think it's a typical route but uh, 
Oh, it's not the typical expected route, sorry, to put it okay. that way. For example, oh, most okay. people would expect it to be, for example, like in a big bank, you have been uh, or like in a sales and trading role or for example, uh, yeah, or like an investment banker or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you, you join like a hedge fund. And then well, the reason why I say that is because depending on the hedge fund, depending mm-hmm. on the, uh, the strategy or the, uh, the investment thesis, uh, they may require different skill sets. So some may require, for example, that uh, you do have some like investment banking background. Mm-hmm. Some require some trading background. In this case, for example, it requires some uh, algorithm background. That, uh, prob- uh, for example, in this case, it would require a bit of like uh, programming background. Uh, yeah, so, so it's like, the way I see it is there's not a lot of algorithm hedge funds out there. So which okay. is why I don't think uh, that is typical, so to speak. Oh, okay, okay. So that that thanks. So thanks for putting that in context because uh, I think the reason why we, you know, we are finding a bit more about your recruitment, your own personal recruitment process. Mm. So uh, you know, we wanted to understand it a little bit more, and uh, I like how you you I think you're, you're putting out there that you know there are multiple paths to mm. get there. Yes, that's and right. Yours is just one path. Yes, right? that's correct. But you have seen your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, is the path you know you look at their background, their credentials, are they, you know, from big bang have you seen it happen with your peers in your current yes so uh, they'll be yep from like uh, well known brand name uh, from big banks or they uh, joined uh, a hedge fund uh, they started out for example not necessarily doing um, fund related uh, I wouldn't say fund related but they wouldn't be managing a portfolio initially okay. perhaps they started off let's say doing risk like okay. a risk manager and then after okay. that uh, they managed to move and then uh, to change their portfolio and become a portfolio manager, managing the portfolio. From there on, then uh, they come and start their own one. So, so yes, that's also like uh, a route that I've seen as well. So for example, uh, one way that quite a number of my uh, peers are trying to do and some, some have managed to do it, would be okay. for example, to get a certain qualification, like a, a degree or graduate degree uh, in a few such as like financial engineering, okay. quantitative finance and so on. And then they join uh, a hedge fund or a bank in the risk uh, sure. department and then they move to let's say a trading role or whatnot and then with that experience they come out and start their own one so yes that's uh, actually more quite a standard route that we are seeing now. oh so that is a standard route in uh, your one, one, one of the standard routes standard. <laughs> yeah, okay standard so there, what, there are multiple routes I mean basically uh, okay so there are also uh, other routes uh, another more straightforward route okay, I guess sure, would be sure. uh, like uh, doing an uh, internship. Oh, the internship route. Yeah, okay. internship route. Yeah, that would actually be also quite... And then you manage to uh, prove yourself and to uh, manage a small portfolio and then you increase there and then, then you would have it. Uh, but this is referring to, of course, uh, larger hedge funds. I see. Uh, only the larger hedge funds would have the luxury of uh, hiring an oh, intern, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, for example, a small setup like uh, the one that I'm with, for okay, example, is a very sure. small setup. We don't have the luxury to... So, I like to say that I'm my own intern. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I do my own like uh, reporting and all that. Uh, in fact, uh, like over the weekend... Sure. Yeah, so in the morning, I was just doing some uh, reporting for the week myself. There's not really a lot of value addedness to it if you ask me from a very blunt perspective. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah, but for for myself, uh, as I said, it has to be done. Okay. Sure. Uh, and well, it's like small fund. You got to save costs. You don't want to spend unnecessarily. It's out of your own pocket. So. Yeah, I so, mean, so, it yeah. makes a lot of sense to me because you you know it's a competitive market out there. Yeah. Am I right? I mean, can you give us an idea of uh, you know the number of hedge funds in Singapore? Just an approximate. Is there? Can you even put a number to it? 
based on an approximation. Approximation. This is, this is based yeah. on what I, I mean, if I remember the number wrongly, but from how many licenses that MES has given out so oh, far. Oh, yeah, that's a very... So, okay. uh, based on the asset management, I recall it's some high three digits. High three uh, digits? High three digits. Uh, in terms of the firms. Okay. Each firm may have between one to uh, however many funds that they have. Oh, so, okay. uh However, not all of them are hedge funds necessarily. So some of them may be like mutual funds, maybe like uh, different like kind and of funds. And they're all fighting for the investor's dollar, am I right? Exactly. They're all competing against each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so some are competing. Some are very different asset classes that you are fighting in a different space, so to speak. Okay. What? So for example, let's say you are doing... Uh, Asia X Japan equities. Okay, uh, sure. Then I haven't done Asia X Japan equities. Like okay. Clearly, we are competitors. But let's say uh, I'm doing gold, for okay. example. Then then we are doing quite a different like. Uh, oh, okay. Different so you're not a direct competitor. Uh, not not a direct competitor in that sense. However, you are still competing against the still- the portfolio. <laughs> okay. So for example, like whether or not they they only have this amount to allocate either to you or to me, then it will be like yeah. Then in that case, there is competition in that sense. So different. Uh, I guess dimensions of competition if you think about it that way I see yeah. um, do you have any hacks uh, to share with our listeners on you know how do you actually increase your chance of uh, entering the hedge fund one way could be um, to try our best to get an internship with a big one okay is that the easiest way in your wow is that the easiest way uh, I I definitely wouldn't call it easy okay, <laughs> but by, by, easy. by any okay. okay the most straightforward way I'm ready to say that direct way direct way it's a direct way uh, and you also get to know whether or not this is really an industry for you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I guess this is not really a hack per se. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, I guess another so-called uh, hack would be really, uh, and something that an average Joe can do, I guess okay, in this case. Okay, the internship. Uh, not, not, uh, I would actually argue that uh, internship is probably not an average Joe route. Okay, yeah. and what is uh, uh, average an average Joe route? Uh, really to be... Uh, uh, get to find a certain uh, asset class that you are really interested in okay. and then actually in your like uh, free time or uh, spend sure. as much time as you want to show that well first of all if you are really passionate in it sure. you will anyway spend your free time okay. uh, exploring and researching it and then I have some track record Okay. Uh, put some skin in the game. Skin in the game. Okay. Skin in the game. So yeah. like put, putting uh, uh, some money into it and then show some track record okay. uh, and then from there uh, find a sponsor. Yeah. Okay. Find so, a sponsor, so like networking in this case, that's what I mean. Yeah. So really uh, go out, uh, meet different people and let them know that this is what you do. And then uh, like just in the, mm-hmm. to put it bluntly, like you need to sell yourself. Okay. You need to put yourself out there and let them know that, okay, I, I actually have uh, this record. Like mm-hmm. uh, would you uh, like let me show you that I can actually grow this amount to be a larger amount Definitely. as well. From what you have shared, basically there are three hacks. So the first hack uh, to summarize is, you know, uh, we want to... Uh, you know, have an interest and have a passion from the start. It mm-hmm. must be something that, you know, an asset. You could be gold, it could be silver. Oh, a common one. For example, currencies. Okay. Currencies. Yes, currencies. Uh, because by nature is that you can both long and short the market. Okay, sure. So uh, you can have some, in a way, like uh, uh, protect some of the positions that some of the open positions that you have. Okay. Some of the trades that you have in the market, you want to uh, trade in the other direction. You can either long or short of it, right? So you can trade sure. in the other direction to kind of protect this position from being uh, bleeding from bleeding further okay. you can hatch it literally so by design that, that's where you have it so I, I want to talk a bit more about the second hack so you mentioned about skin in the game mm-hmm. for you know the average Joes out there how do we show skin in the game as in can we put a dollar amount 
uh, to the notional like you know what you put 100,000 you got skin in the game oh. mm, no it's not an exact amount yeah. per se but sure. I would say it's also uh, probably closely related to the first one it's like how much time you spend in it and okay. let's say uh, you spend a lot of time finding a certain uh, so-called uh, profitable strategy okay, sure. uh, that you're interested in particular asset class Okay. Then, uh, so given that you find that it works and then you put uh, your own money into it and then sure. it grows your own like wealth and portfolio as well your portfolio and therefore your wealth as well sure. then that's, that's uh, a good like testimony that it works and you actually have conviction in your own strategy so, so that's I what I meant really Oh, okay. So it's, it's not really a mouth per se. I mean, it really depends. Um, we say it depends on the financial situation of the, the, you know, the average Joe, in a sense. Well, I guess it's very dangerous to terrible to put in a lot of money <laughs> into your own strategies because yeah. it could very well be that if, if, for example, you're new and you're starting in it okay. and you might lose money. And it's true that yeah. as you experiment with different strategies, yeah. uh, most people are not going to get it right the first time, first 10 times, the first 100 times. You're probably going to have many different iterations before you get uh, some kind of, uh, I guess, a probabilistic strategy that you can get a certain uh, outcome. But eventually, once you do find that, then the, the expectation would be that, okay, you have conviction because you spent a lot of time researching it. So okay. naturally, you want to put like a, quite a portion of it into your fund. And then when it comes to really setting up a proper fund itself, expectation is that you, you better be like all sure. in and then you can show that, okay, yep, uh, I, I really believe in what I'm doing and like almost like my entire portfolio is it because I truly believe in this product. So if you are, for, just think of it the other way around. So yeah. if someone were to tell you that, oh, this is a really good fund, okay. but he himself like didn't invest a single cent in it. Yeah, no credibility. Yeah, so there's really no credibility right there. I see, yeah. I see. So I guess, I mean, so um, it's more like, you know, you, you have a thesis in a sense, you have a strategy and you and it's best that you have some, uh, you know, some credentials to actually back it up. You know, it could be a dollar amount, it doesn't So for credentials, uh, if you don't have like a big brand name behind you in a resume, then you, I, I guess for the start, you can really try to start building your own one. Okay. Uh, at a site, perhaps after work, you, you start uh, working in a portfolio, sure. you start uh, building a track record, okay. you diligently, uh, so for example, you could, Good, uh, use a broker, some broker, okay, okay, uh, and sure. then uh, you get some track record, and then you put in uh, monies, and then so you have that record now, and you can show that, oh, I have been profitable since, let's say, five years ago, ten ah, years ago, okay, okay. this is my record, this is my, uh, uh, yeah, so yeah. then you can be a fund manager. So that's not necessarily a hedge fund manager, oh, okay, okay. so that's a fund manager, okay. yeah. yeah. So the, the, the hedge word nowadays really comes about uh, uh, like beating market returns. Yes. Or for example, you have a different way of uh, approaching the market. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I would say that it's really a fine line between a hedge fund manager and a fund manager. But at the end of the day, you'll be managing funds. Yeah. I think that's the common uh, that's a common thread. Yeah. And, and and I mean thanks for for I mean sharing your listeners because I think sometimes when you think of hedge funds, I mean, uh, you know, if you talk about pop culture references, we think of the you know movies like The Big Shot, um, you know where you know they they actually could actually foretell you know what was happening and they actually made a lot of money from it you know they're writing on chalkboards and stuff like this but i think yeah i mean you you really made it uh, clear to to a lot of listeners uh, i want to dive uh, deep dive a bit more into uh, the last hack which is you know you, you talk about sponsorship and you talk about networking mm-hmm. and you thought about you know putting yourself out there um can you just uh, you know elaborate a bit you know based on your personal experience because 
I think for Asians in general, because we tend to be a bit more conservative, um, do you feel personally like, uh, you know, getting putting yourself out there, was it tough for you? Do you have to, you know, speak to your, uh, is there like an inner voice, you know, holding you back? And oh, uh, so probably not very hedge fund specific, but okay. for example, in general, yeah. uh, in general for like networking, putting yourself out there, yeah. just think of it like you're already there at the event. Okay. Like you really spend so the time. <laughs> you really spend the time sure. and all that effort to appear at the event. Mm-hmm. You might as well make the most out of it. Uh, sure. Else, the alternative would be heading back home okay. <laughs> with, let's say, not knowing anyone, not meeting anyone new, sure. Sure. and then thinking back and having regret that you could have done something. Yeah. And I would say that if you were to think about it that way, the regret vastly outweighs the uh, potential. Uh, a fleeting moment of so-called embarrassment that you have in putting yourself out there. I see. Yeah, the, it makes a lot of Yeah, I mean, think about it, the regret is always more painful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's a very pragmatic way of, of uh, yeah. looking at it. It really makes sense. If it works for you, I'm sure you could work with everyone. So these are the three hacks, uh, you know, that can actually uh, increase your chance of entering a hedge fund. Uh, in Chun's own words, of course, everyone, uh, you know, every listener, you can find your own path over there. I think there's also a variety of paths. There is no one straight, uh, you know, road. So basically all roads uh, lead to Rome uh, in, in a sense. So uh, I hope that, uh, you know, we actually answered the question, will average Joe be able to join a hedge fund? Chun, thank you for your time. And uh, I hope to have you on, uh, you know, another show or another episode down the road. Yep. Uh, thank you, Sato. So arigato, my friends, and my deepest appreciation for joining me on this journey. Please reach out to us on the Financial Coconuts, Socials and Telegram group. Everything can be found in the description below. We would love to hear from you and discover which other sectors of finance to mystify. Until then, ciao.